Once again, we are coming to you through this podcast to talk about grief. This is part three, our third segment. I hope that this has uh, really helped you process pain, grief, traumas that maybe you have been through. We talk about losses in our last segment, and we discussed some of the things that grief does. We talked about our first stage, which was anger in our first segment. We also talked about depression, which is another stage of grief. And we'll be talking about many, many more. And I ended the last segment with talking about grief bursts that you are allowed. We talked about the rights that you have when you're grieving and what does grief look like and are we processing it correctly. But I also discussed grief bursts, that you have the right to have a grief burst, which means that you have the right to go from depression to anger, And people have to give you room for you to grieve. It's possible that you go from stage one, two, or three, or four, and then back to one and back to two. And that does not mean that you are not healing. It means that grief is not linear. It goes into stages and it has bursts, grief bursts, we could call it. And it goes back to the first one. So you have to understand that that's okay. You can go from sadness to content, and it's like a wave, and that's normal. Where it becomes dangerous, and they typically do it in psychology, where after about a year, if you're still grieving, and it's now affecting your livelihood, it's affecting your lifestyle, then you might need to see a professional in that case, because you're not moving forward, you got stuck in the grief. But typically, grief takes time. It's different for every person. Now, I said something very important that you have rights in our last segment. One of the rights that you have is you have the right to be angry at yourself. You have the right to be angry at others. Just bear with me for a moment. The one who died, you have a right to be angry at that individual. You have a right. You're saying, but how do I have the right to be angry? It's an emotion. It's giving you information. You do have the right to be angry. The scripture tells us, in your anger, don't sin. But he never told us never to not be angry. Anger is an emotion. It's a response to something that we have lost. It's been ripped from us. It's been taken away. So we could be angry. You have the right to be angry at a person, as long as you don't hurt others. (laughs) But you have to process the anger. And you have to understand it. You have the right to be angry, but don't sit in it. You have the right to be angry at somebody who hurt you. You might have church hurt and you're angry at somebody. You have the right to be angry, but don't sit in it. You have the right to be angry at somebody who left you, a loved one that was supposed to be there for you, somebody who betrayed you, a friend that said they were going to stick closer than a brother, and then they betrayed You have a right to be angry, but you don't have the right to sit in it. Now, I'm going to give you a word called guilt. Grief oftentimes breeds guilt. You might feel guilty. Sometimes you feel guilty. You feel guilty because I should have done this, you know, which leads us to wrong thinkings, the should have statements. I should have done this. But you know what guilt is? Guilt is self-anger. Have you ever felt guilty about something? You feel guilty because you should have done something you didn't do. You feel guilty because 
somebody's making you feel guilty or, uh, you know, the, their response or their reaction is causing a guilt response in you. They, you didn't meet their standards. You didn't meet their expectations, which is really a false expectation. And then you start to feel guilty. Maybe a loved one makes you feel guilty. They, you know, say things like, why didn't you do this? You should have been there and you weren't. And then that starts to breed guilt. Parents often feel a lot of guilt, but all guilt is, is self-anger. And grief sometimes breeds through the process or that stage of anger, it will breed guilt. And that's another emotion you're gonna have to process. Have you felt guilty in your grieving process? Has somebody made you feel guilty and they think that you owe them? Oftentimes people feel entitled and they've hurt you and there's grief now in you, but they feel entitled. And so now they're making you feel guilty as if you owe something to them. But you need to be healed correctly from this grief and you need to process guilt correctly. Guilt will rob us of so many things. You, ex your experience of grief is your own and it's nobody else's. You need to understand that. My grief will be different than your grief. What I lost is different than your loss. So we have to experience our own grief. We need space. We need time to grieve, you know, a place where we can feel our feelings. You need that space in your life. And whether it's you're talking to somebody or you're discussing, you know, with somebody, a counselor, somebody that you trust that will lead you forward, that's important. You need to be able to have a place to feel these feelings. Where is that place? I was sitting with somebody the other day and we were having lunch and they discussed with me and we were discussing back and forth about grief. And we were both laughing because we've both been guilty of just ignoring the grief, ignoring it. And so we kind of go into this mode of avoidance and we avoid. So we start to get very busy. Our schedules are so busy because we don't allow ourselves to feel what's really going on. It's called avoidance. And that is never going to lead us in a healing moment, a process, a time, a season, it's never going to lead us to healing. It's just going to lead us to avoidance. It's no different than you sweeping all the dirt under the rug. Eventually, it's going to pile up. Anything that you ignore, you're never going to be able to conquer or anything you refuse to face is not going to go away. You know, it's like debt and a debt collector's calling you and you just keep ignoring the calls. The debt's not going away. I hate to tell you that. You've got to confront your feelings. You've got to feel the guilt. Am I guilty? Do I feel guilt? Is there self-anger in my life? And so you've got to be able to deal with that. There's a lot of don'ts, you know, that we should never ever do or say whenever somebody is grieving or we ourselves are grieving. Never, please never say time heals all wounds. That is not true. Time does not heal all wounds. I've seen people that are still wounded after 30 years, after 15 years. And it's been many, many, many months or many, many years. That is not something that is truth. Time does not heal all wounds. Or this too shall pass. Well, when is it going to pass? <laughs> because I'm still here, you know. Some, some, some will say this, you know. Well, you're going to have to, we, you know, or you might say this to yourself. You're going to have to find a new normal. This is just a new normal. 
well, yeah, but I don't want the new normal. <laughs> I miss the old normal. You know, you have to be honest with yourself and stop saying these comments to yourself because that's not leading you in a forward motion. You know, there's another one. If you've had loss of a loved one, well, at least they lived a good life, you know, and it's just like, okay, but you know, that's not, that's thinking of them. That's great, but I'm grieving, you know? So maybe you've been divorced and, or going through a divorce and there's just losses after losses, you know? I want you to know something, that there's no timetable to grief. If, if there's grief in your life, that is maybe it's been there. It's been sitting there for a long, long time. I want you to think about this. Is there a dysfunction now after a year of loss? Is there some form of dysfunction that's now affecting areas of your life? Is it affecting other relationships? Is it perhaps affecting, you know, somebody in your family? Is it affecting your own life? What is it affecting? Uh, and if it's been after a year, we've got to maybe really hone in on it and take inventory of it. I want to talk about depression today real quick. Depression is a phase of grief and it has to do with feelings of hopelessness. And I want you to think about that. Have you been depressed? You know, I will always be sad. Things will always be this way. Things will never be the same. That's what depression feels like. This is a deep sadness over the loss of a person, over the loss of something that you maybe got ripped from you. And now the future looks very vague. It looks very gray. I have no sense of direction. I'm going to miss out. It'll never be. And there's a sense almost of just a deep cry. C.S. Lewis had lost, he lost his wife. And I'd like to leave you with um, one of the quotes that he said that was very touching to me that I'd like to read it to you. And I'll end by reading this, C.S. Lewis. And he said, you tell me, she goes on, but my heart and body are crying out, come back, come back. But I know this is impossible. I know that the thing I want is exactly the thing that I can never get. The old life, the old jokes, the arguments, the tiny heartbreaking commonplace. On any of you, whatever to say, she is dead, is to say all that is gone, it is a part of the past, and the past is the past, and that is what time means. And time itself is one more name for death, and heaven itself is a state where the former things have passed away. He learned how to process grief, how to move forward after the loss of his wife. We will see you guys in the next, next segment. I hope this has been helpful.